it's time to stand up or shut up. With your hosts, Chris and Jen, this is the Theme Park Stand Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, the Theme Stand. Wait, what? <laughs> what is our podcast name? The Theme, theme stand, stand. Hello, this is episode five, and we don't know the name of our podcast. Welcome. Wow. You would think I was the one that was had no sleep now. <laughs> Well, guys, welcome to the Theme Park Stand Podcast. <laughs> Episode 5. Here we go. LFG. Oh, my gosh. Everybody, we want you to say hello to Bryant from Coaster365. He is joining us today for an episode. How are you doing, Bryant? I'm doing fantastic, despite being um, not just a little bit tired. I am very tired. We'll get into that later, the reasons why. Yeah. But no, I'm... I- Otherwise, I'm doing great. Thank you so, so much for having me. This is honestly an honor to be the first guest of this podcast. Well, it is a pleasure, and I can't wait to hear about the trip that you and Jen both went on. Uh, But there is some interesting news coming out of Cedar Point today, Jen. Yeah, guys, the Heartline Roll is officially getting put onto Dragster LFG. I don't know. it It did go missing in that field, so that's... I do not think it's a coincidence, guys. Hmm. There's a footer that's being put up, and I'm telling you the Heartline roll is going to be up at the top of it. And It's a giant footer. I mean, that thing is, whatever hole that is, it's massive. Yeah. On a serious note, that is absolutely massive. It's going to be very interesting to see yeah. what it is. I wonder if they, have to re, um, if they have to reinforce the foundation there, if they can even put, like, maybe that's why it's so big to start. Yeah, it's like it's half on land and half in the water. So yeah. it's got to be pretty. And it's on a peninsula, so it's got a high water level underneath. So I'm sure they have to do a lot of work there. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what that ends up being. And if they really use the Maverick Heartline role, are they paying homage to Maverick and Wicked Twister? Oh, God. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Cedar Point to do that. But... Yeah. My question to you, Jen, is if, the, like, if that the Heartline roll does go to Dragster, will Ka still be king? I honestly just debated cutting you off because I knew where you were going with this. Ka is king. Ka is king. I'm gonna get cut off three minutes in. Great. Yeah, you're already getting cut off. <laughs> Great start. Woohoo! We're doing well here. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I'm really excited to hear about your uh, trip that you guys both just went on. And everything that happened during that trip. So where'd you guys go first? Yeah, so we started at um, Six Flags Frontier City in Oklahoma, which was a bit of a drive. But yeah, it was super fun. I thought it was super charming park. Incredibly charming. Yeah, I think it gets a bad rap because it doesn't exactly have the best roller coaster lineup or it just rides in general. And they're very, very old, very unique, but very old. But I was legit blown away. You walk into that park, you are not at a Six Flags. It's owned by Six Flags, but there is nothing that says, oh, this is the Six Flags park. Super well themed. There's like, you know, frontier buildings, you know, on both sides of of the Midway. Cute little like waterfall effects. There's no top forty music. It's all like that old western soundtrack that you would hear at, like Frontierland at Disney or I haven't been to Silver Dollar City. I'm assuming something like that. Dollywood. 
I was I was like, well, I'm going to I already knew I was going to love the place without having even written anything yet. Yeah, I can agree. There's I don't even think I needed any rides there to think that I liked that park. Um I it's definitely not a park that I could see myself traveling to Oklahoma for, but I think it's definitely top five most charming park I've been to. Honestly, I don't know. See, I like Disney and Universal, I think, are their own separate. Yeah, I should say that. Definitely. You can't count. No, no. But like for a corporate chain, without a doubt. Not even a question. The only other Six Flags park that I'd say I'd put up there, at least from like a pure like theming wise, is Great Escape. Well, that does make sense because if I, Chris, I don't know if you know this, maybe a little more. I believe those two are the two Six Flags parks that are owned by Six Flags, but not operated by Six Flags. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think you're right in that. Yeah. Yeah, I think Six Flags just puts their name on it, but allows the park to actually run itself, mm-hmm. which you can see that huge difference. It was not a Six Flags park at all. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I'm, I'm super glad we did it. I mean, it's it's three hours from Dallas, so it's not like it was a long day, but I wouldn't say it was an exhausting day. We left around what eight eight thirty, got to the park around eleven thirty, spent probably three four ish hours there, and we were we were back in Dallas by seven o'clock. So I think honestly, I think it's well. Well worth if you're in Dallas, if you go to over Texas and you have an extra day, take the drive up. Well, well worth it, I think. Yeah, I think it is worth it if you're already there. That's pretty Chris. cool. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that I was really I didn't do much looking into that park because I actually was heard everything was gonna be closed or most of the stuff was gonna be closed. And we even had Silver Bullet open. So Silver Bullet, from my understanding, has been closed since like the beginning of the pandemic. Was it that that long ago? Wow. That's I what it was most of last year, but yeah, I had like uh, so I don't know that for sure, but I had like three different people in my DMs saying that it's been like it's been closed much more than open. Oh wow! Since the pandemic, it's been barely open. So we got really lucky. <laughs> we got on every roller coaster. Even they tried to say we couldn't ride. Frankie's Mind Train. I think that's what it's called. The Kitty Ride. <laughs> they literally kicked us out of line and then like, you know what? We're going to try one more time. It was a different ride op and they let us on. Nice. So I don't know where they're like, oh yeah, you need a kid to ride and it didn't say that anywhere. So we're like, no, screw this. We're, we're giving it another shot. We all got the clean. So, <laughs> so what, uh, what was your favorite coaster there for, for both of you? You first, Brian. Me first? Okay. Uh, so I absolutely loved Diamondback, which is the Arrow Shuttle Looper. The um, it's super unique. I think there's only three in the world left. There's one at Elitch Gardens in Denver, another one at Blackpool. Especially in the back, for those that don't know, you start like high up in a station and then you drop out of the station. You can't see when that drop's coming, so it was actually kind of terrifying. It's one of those rare. I know our friend Kelly that we were with was like, it's rare in our like enthusiast lives to be nervous anymore about certain elements. And you're like, it was kind of terrifying. Like, okay, when's this drop coming? Yeah. The same thing on the way back, going backwards, you you obviously can't see when the drop's coming. And the airtime was actually phenomenal. 
Yeah. Yeah. The airtime was so good. I was saying that that might be not that might be that's the only arrow that I got off of, and I was like, I genuinely enjoyed that. Genuinely. Genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, it's maybe controversial because, like Jen, I'm not the biggest fan of Magnum. So I and I, I have been on X2 this year. So that that's obviously I think the best arrow in the country. I don't think many people are debating that unless you're like a diehard Magnum fan, which we know too many people that are. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody in this podcast right now is a, a gr like a great big fan of Magnum. So. No. What, guys? I love Magnum. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I to say that. I'm not even going to stick with the bit. <laughs> well, my take was like, that might be my second favorite arrow. Yeah. After X2? It, is, it is a clone, tech, but it's not like a popular clone, so... I just loved it for its uniqueness. One of the, like one of the, honestly one of my favorite airtime moments, especially on an arrow. So, yeah. Jen, what about you? What about your favorite coaster that that was there? Mine was Silver Bullet. I have a really big soft spot for Schwarzkopf's. And oh my gosh, the head choppers on that thing! Oh, oh my gosh, it was horrifying. You go over. You go off. The first drop is like a banked turn. And you hit this bank turn, and I swear, we, uh, I swear we were gonna hit the, the um like next section of track over our head. It was real tight. I put my hands down. I'll be honest. Yeah, it was so. not like. Have you? You haven't been to T Tampa, Chris? Have you? Bush Gardens. Yeah. 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 I've been there. So, have you read, ridden Scorpion? It was closed the day I went. Oh uh, well, the head choppers on Scorpion, I don't think did any like. I think this was worse than the head choppers on Scorpion, and that's saying something. Yeah. I was a little scared. I'm not even going to lie, but I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, no, that sounds all like a the, fun park there. All the rides are super old. Um, the Woody Wildcat was okay. It was very mid, but it's the Awful. best roller coaster named Wildcat. So it has that. <laughs> what about and, uh, Steel Lasso? Revenge. It, it yeah right <laughs> still lasso like the vacoma hang and bang was not a hang and bang because it had it wasn't over the shoulder restraints it was just this one bar almost like velocicoaster-ish and you had all the room to just kind of flail about yeah it was and it actually was pretty smooth like Very in the smooth. one that i've done i think it was definitely the smoothest um but what did make me laugh about that is that <laughs> Frontier City, like, you can tell it's a real, like, small park. One of my favorite things with that is that we did it the first time, and we pulled into the station, and we undershot the station, and they lifted the – or they didn't even lift the restraints, but they had to recheck the restraints, and the ride-up stopped because the girl behind me was like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, you guys undershot – shot the station and we have a button to fix it and he's like but like sometimes the system just sends you again so we don't know what it's gonna do so we're gonna recheck your restraints <laughs> I, was like, I love that you're just like our roller coaster is real messed up right now so let's just play it on the safe side <laughs> so we got the ride twice because yeah, they, they send us absolutely again. did send us again that's awesome like also frightening if it's your first time riding a coaster, but that's awesome. Yeah, right. I know. If I'm not an enthusiast, I would not want someone to say to me, like, I don't know if this button's going to work or send you again. Oh, man. So, so, 
So you were there for just like a handful of hours and got all that? Was it super busy? No. No, Not we walked on to everything. Wow. I think Steel Lasso, because, you know, the capacity isn't great, that the line was getting a little longer as the day went on, but that was one of the first rides we did, so. Yeah, and I think... It wasn't an issue. Uh, yeah, and I think that Silver Bullet going down, so after we got off Silver Bullet and ended up going down, I think it looked like they had to manually release the brakes on the brake run um, and then winch it up, but... That, like, obviously it was down for a little while for something like that. So I think that contributed to Steel Lasso's line for sure. Gotcha. Because they're right next to each other. So it was like. And we definitely took our time. Um, If you would just want a full-on cred run. I mean, obviously I had stuff for my YouTube channel to film as well. Um, You could do that park an hour. Yeah. Easily. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. You could have been in and out of there real quick. And we also had a cute little uh, shooter dark ride. It was very well themed. Um, half of the targets weren't working. So that, was, <laughs> that was a little bit of a con, but. Yeah, that was really unfortunate, but it was it was super fun, though. We yeah, had a good it, time in the theming. I was not expecting the theming yeah. to be a, that good. It was a really good theme. They had some like, animatronics in there, so. Yeah, it was really cute. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I'm trying to think what else there was there. They also have this like zip line that goes through. It wasn't upcharged, so we didn't do it. But they had a zip line that goes through like the middle of the park. I uh, if it wasn't an upcharge, I would have been on that. It was actually a launched uh, zip line. It, like they bring you back and then you kind of get shot forward. Glenwood wow. Caverns has the same ride. Um, obviously a lot more uh terrifying and the views are a, li- a little better at Glenwood for that ride. <laughs> <laughs> and it's free there. It was wow. like nine bucks to ride this thing at Frontier, which that was like the one major con, I think, of Frontier City. Wait, and then it was it wasn't a con for us, but Brian, remember when we we're at Guest Relations and the day ticket was more expensive than the lowest cedar or oh, six flags pass. So that was also a major con too. Like it literally said day admission eighty nine ninety nine and then or maybe it was seventy nine ninety nine. Eighty, yeah. Yeah, so it was like one day admission, seventy nine ninety nine, and right next to it, it was like the lowest pass is sixty nine ninety nine. So I was like, who the hell is buying a day ticket here? Made no sense. <laughs> oh, and I so the one of my favorite aspects is you, you know, scan your ticket, and you know most parks you walk into, you know, the front entrance of the park, it's a gift shop. <laughs> You walk into a gift shop, and we didn't notice it first. So the entrance to Diamondback is in the gift shop on the right side. Yeah, so like, was, yeah. Go ahead. Like, how, so we went to the park. I'm like, okay, we see Diamondback. How do we get in? And then, like, oh yeah, you got to go back into the gift shop. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah you're... I've, seen some, I've seen some videos where people are doing their vlogs there and, and totally have pretty much missed it because I didn't know yeah. where it was. <laughs> Yeah, because it's such a weird... The midway, once you get out of that gift shop, is gorgeous. It's beautiful. But the fact that they're scanning your tickets going into the gift shop for Diamondback is just like... That's wild. What was their... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I I appreciate quirkiness like that. Yeah. (laughs) 
So do I. I definitely appreciate it, but it did like I'm I'm not gonna lie, it made me laugh. I was like, this design is hysterical. I love it. Absolutely. Kind of is like reminds me of Grizzly at King's Dominion a bit. Oh my god, yes, that that's the perfect comparison. Yeah. First time I went to King's Dominion, I could not I actually had to ask an employee, where is Grizzly? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you gotta go through the gift shop. I'm like, what? And then you go through, there's just that tiny sign that says Grizzly. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Gotcha. So, what was their flat flat ride package like there? Uh, not, not much. Yeah, <laughs> nothing that really stuck out to us. They did have. They had I a mean, flume. It wasn't open, right? Yeah, the flume wasn't open, and then they had one of those like flyer things that you can like whip the cables. Oh, they like did. That's true. The, yeah. The, um, what are they called? I don't remember. I should know. Flying scooters. Yes. Knobles, they say Knobles has the best one, the where you can like yeah, control you're the You're supposed to try and hit the tree when you're supposed yes, to yes. try and hit the tree. Um they had another spinny like upside down thing that I'm, I'm oh, not about. That looks so. awful. Yeah, I'm not about those type of rides. So and it was slow. Like it wasn't it looked painful. Mm-hmm. Now this is way off topic. Just talking about spinning and upside down and all that stuff. That new flat ride that's going to Canada's Wonderland. I don't even know how that is like. How can someone withstand that ride? <laughs> like the forces that that's going to create. Do you know what that? Uh, I don't know what it's going to be called, but it's some sort of pendulum that swings around, and then also the seats swing as well. Oh my god! Right. Yeah. yeah. So they did say the replica that they had. They said that was like severely sped up, I think. Okay. I, I figured that. I just like. That's, yeah. That's I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, but anyway, sorry, back on topic. So Frontier City and then, so you were there for a few hours and then you went back down to the Dallas area? Yeah, we didn't do any parks that night. We went over to, um, if you guys listen to the Drunk Riders, we were with Mike from the Drunk Riders um and shut up mike like he shuttled us throughout through oklahoma and texas and obviously kelly was with us for um the frontier city day but um yeah mike was yeah mike our lord, was our, our lord and savior for this weekend so for <laughs> sure <laughs> um but yeah we wouldn't be in dallas with mike if we didn't go to zoli's pizza and false idol brewing so yeah they i know that uh, the drunk rider guys they talk about false idol a lot so it's i'm excited to when i get down there to to go try that place out definitely a lot of beer options um really cool atmosphere if you like yeah. ipas tons of ipas and also a lot of uh i don't i don't like stouts and like the barrel age stuff yeah, yeah. did you try any of those jen yeah, I was drinking the stouts. Um, their IPAs were a little too hazy for me, um, but their stouts were fantastic. I liked that a lot. Um, and then I did, I can't even remember the other type of beer I had, um, but it was all sour. We had that peach uh, cider that was really good. Yeah, but that wasn't from them. They partnered with someone. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh. Yeah, it had a different person. <laughs> like, it had a different um brand i think yeah i don't think that was from false idol but that yeah they had a peach cider that was really good so whoever they did get their ciders from fantastic and zoli's uh, oh 
So, Chris, I wanted to discuss this. Sorry to tangent a little bit. Yeah. But I know in the first episode you said you love pizza. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, shout out Zoli's. Solid, solid pizza, especially, um, uh, what was it called? Something Bastard. Something Bastard. <laughs> Hot Bastard? Hot Bastard sounds right. Honey Bastard. Oh, it was a Honey Bastard. Honey bastard. It's Honey, honey bastard. bastard. Yeah. Sounds uh, yeah. great. <laughs> but I I am a I consider myself a, a, a pizza snob mm-hmm. because you know when people um this is a big tangent when people ask like okay what's your favorite pizza city they'll say Chicago New York maybe Detroit but no one ever mentions New Haven Connecticut oh yeah which is I'm biased because it's nearby the best pizza in the country bar none. There's um, my favorite pizza place is Modern Pizza, but there's also Frank Pepe's and Sally's. Those are like, they literally call it the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Um, no one knows about it until they've had it, and then when they've had it, they're like, "Yeah, that's the best pizza ever." So I just wanted to. Whenever you come to Connecticut, both of you, we got to have some New Haven pizza. Plan the trip. Let's go. I need Do some it. pizza. LFG. <laughs> but yeah, if you make it to Dallas, um, Zoli's. Zoli's. Mm-hmm. I was not, Real even good. I was, I'm not a big pizza person, but even I was like, why am I eating pizza in Texas? Like, yeah. I don't want no yeehaw pizza. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. How do we go 22 minutes without saying yeehaw? I don't know. I Jeez. said yeehaw. And what was so funny is like Texas was nothing like I would expect never being to Texas before. Like I'm, I would have expected like a lot, a lot more cowboy hats and stuff. And I didn't know like te- Dallas is apparently a lot less like that. Um, but I just ran around yelling yeehaw. <laughs> we did walk into that one gas station. That was the most Texas gas station. Oh yeah. That gas station was real Texas. They had like, um, what? What did the boot say? Okay. So it was like a glass boot that you could purchase, and it had a gun on it and said, I don't call 911. And I was like, <laughs> this is Texas. That- you know, they had like their, you know, they had like the religious section. They had the Texas flags section. They had the cowboy hats and boots section. It was just. It was so funny. And then they had like, with the glass boot, they had like little like all I don't want to call them garden gnomes. They're like little statues to put in your house. And one was a T-Rex with a cowboy hat on. <laughs> I was dying. I would love that place so much. It was my favorite gas station I've ever stopped at. Was, I haul in that place so much. It was like if somebody wasn't from Texas and was like, I want to build the most stereotypical Texan gas station ever. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah, that... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's what I was expecting all of Texas to be like. I I very much liked Texas from what I saw, but I was expecting all of Texas to be like that, and then it wasn't. And then I walked into that gas station. I was like, yes, this is what I'm here for. Texas. I'm in Texas. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Texas, I had my first Bucky's experience. Yes. Yeah, Bucky's that was Christ. that was, and that was apparently one of the smaller ones, and I was still extremely overwhelmed. Yeah, I've I've still have not been to a Bucky's, and I, I hope to very soon. Um, how was how was your experience there? Um, I got two breakfast sandwiches. Definitely way too much. They were both delicious, and you have to get beef jerky. The options are again overwhelming. 
We didn't even go over to like the retail section. We were just really in the food section. Yeah. So supposedly they're building like the biggest one they've ever built in Dollywood, like near Dollywood. I, yeah, Florida. I believe you're right. I, I think I read somewhere like it's 120 gas pumps. Jesus. Yeah, and they're all huge. Like that one's gonna be the biggest one. But like when you show up to a Bucky's, Brian, you didn't even experience it. Like when you pull up to a Bucky's. It is like, it's bigger than most Walmarts. Wow. Oh my God. It's <laughs> I believe it, but. So then you went to, was Six Flags over Texas? Yeah, Six, Six Flags. Flags. We, we tried to go to, um, what was it called? Prairie. Something Village. The ride Prairie Village. No, I don't remember the name of the place. Something Village, but the ride was called Prairie Screamer. We tried to go for a cred because poor Brian. Brian is one cred away from 300. So I had every intention of getting 300 on this trip. Um, assuming every everything had to be open at Over Texas, which it wasn't. There were two rides closed. And then also with adding on Prairie Screamer, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll hit 300 easy. Um, but unfortunately, Prairie Scream, it was open that day, but it wasn't going to open until like 11.30. And we were there at 10, and we're like, we're not waiting 90 minutes. And plus, yeah. we wanted to get to Over Texas for opening. Right. So, yeah. like, ah. So, it was the Prairie Play, it's Prairie Playland at Trader's Village. Um, we did not get to ride that credit. We heard very good things from our friends before. It's like uh, a 90 foot high, like 60 mile per hour ENF miler. Oh wow! So like, very yeah. similar to Hurricane. I mean, that whole place is like the the fun spot of Texas, essentially. It literally looked like you are an old stop, spot, Kissimmee. Yeah, like old, old oh yes, old old spot. Old spot. Old town and fun spot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, it screamed fun spot, and obviously that that ride uh, reminded me of Hurricane at a uh, fun spot, Kissimmee. So. Yeah, it was identical. Yeah, uh, it was a shame, but over Texas, I yeah. guess that's the next that's the next uh, discussion topic. Yeah, how was it? You start this one, Jen. Weird, like that park might be the weirdest park I've ever been to. It, I don't want to say it doesn't have personality because it's six flight. Like it, it does. It it has moments where it has personality. There are. It is it, so chopped up and it's so hilly. It is like, it was rough. There were times where we were walking like half a mile to get from one coaster to the next and the coasters were right next to each other, but you had to go through like six different paths to get to one coaster to the other. Wow. The lay this is my big con of over Texas. The layout is awful. It is it's terrible. a maze. It's you you know, you ideally want that loop where you can I mean, yes, offshoots here and there, but there's no like just flat out circle to kind of cred run. And I feel like a lot of the coasters aren't really near each other. Other than like the Aquaman pandemonium um Mr. Freeze area. Yeah, like, I got lost. So, especially when I was like by myself, trying to like do all my videos, I got lost solid like four or five times, like passing the same place, not knowing how to get to certain roller coasters. We were saying we had walked what six miles of steps 
Yeah, six miles, and we were we were like half done the coasters. We still we, have yeah, we still were discovering new paths that we hadn't walked through yet. I'm like, what? Wow. What? It it was wild, and it wasn't like it's not bad. It's just like you can really tell that that park wasn't designed to be this on the scale that it is now. Not even a little bit. They just kept adding stuff wherever they could, and it was exhausting. Like it's it's Texas. I didn't even know they had that many hills. I mean, we're not, it's not. Texas uh, is in over Texas. <laughs> it's not Magic Mountain Hills. I know you haven't been there. That 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 one's hilly, but I yeah. expect that on the mountains in California, though. Exactly. <laughs> Very fair. Now, over Texas was Six Flags first park, right? It, yes. it was indeed. Okay. It was the oh. uh, the name Six Flags is originated because the state of Texas has been under Six Flags in its history. Yeah. Don't ask what the sixth flag was. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't talk about the sixth flag. Yeah, we don't talk about the sixth flag. <laughs> so what were the two credits that were closed that you didn't get? Um, Joker, which is fine because it's a 40 free spin, whatever. And I was a little bummed because the it was the hour of my train, the long one, the a, a quote adult one. Gotcha. Which I believe was the first ever hour of mine train. Yeah. So a little, a little bummed, but if I had to pick two, those were definitely two that would have been, you know, yeah, acceptable. Well, I, I honestly think I would have picked either of those two to be open instead of that stupid. That Batman clone was the most awful thing I ever wrote in my life. That was awful. Yeehaw, Talon. There it is. Uh, it is out of the barrel. Thought she would get through, but I, you know what? You have to say Yeehaw, Talon. Yeehaw Town! It's at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so if that one's Yeehaw Town and there's there's two other ones in the state, oh, right? No. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we named them. <laughs> we named them. So we have great was isn't it great white? Great white, yep. yes. That one's shark bait talon. Okay. Um, and you need to follow it up with shark bait. Ooh ha ha. Shark Thank you. Um, the other one. <laughs> the other one, I can't pick a name because I was saying New Orleans Talon, and then other people started bringing in some other names, and we weren't really sure if they were offensive or not. So. <laughs> I I, there were some very creative names for New Orleans Talon. Um, I'm stuck between Beignet Talon, New Orleans Talon, Mardi Gras Talon, or Hurricane Talon. Hey, hey. So, they, all, they all fit well, don't they? They all fit well. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, it's amazing that ride made it through that hurricane. That's right? honestly, that, it deserves to be acknowledged. So, it's, I definitely do not mean it offensively, that ride. Going through a hurricane, the fact that that ride even still stands... Especially that hurricane. Yeah. Especially yeah, that was, hurricane. Yeah. The fact was, that it still lives. It was is, sitting in water for how long? Like, that's just good job on the six years at least. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, the, it's, a, it's amazing that that ride even still exists and that people actually like it. Like, that, I can't imagine that that thing wouldn't be, like, if I had to guess, I'd be like, that That would be a rattly mess. That would be like, yeehaw talent. Uh, yeah, yeehaw talent. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, what was wrong with Batman at over Texas? Just rattly? Um, yeah, it's by far the roughest Batman I've been on. 
Like not even close. It was so bad that like I banged my head up against the side and my glasses aren't like they're plastic. I've never had it to the point where I was like in pain and the way that my ear hit my glasses, I was like done. I ended up taking my glasses. I was like holding my head with my glasses like up for the rest of the ride. It hurts so bad. Wow. That's surprising. And it, it has potential because I do think it's honestly one of the more forceful Batmans. Uh, not as forceful as uh, Over Georgia, which is, I think, universally praised as the best Batman. If, if That's a if you, you, you know, you know type ride. Um, yeah. And, but honestly, that, I also have been on Vampire at La Ronde, which is a very, another underrated, very good Batman. For, as far as forces go, it's closer to those two than let's like say the one that great adventure or great America, but it's, it's just so rough. It was not that enjoyable. Yeah. And the, I only have, um, the only Batman other than that one I have under my belt is great adventures. Um, but uh, like my big thing with the potential is the theming, like six flags really popped off with their Gotham city theming in that park. Mm. Um, it was really good. And then to get on that and that be the rise that that theming is wasted on. Like it, it was, it's very rare that I'll actually knock a coaster for being rough. And this is one of those times. Like I, I would be okay never getting on that again. Yeah. But a DC ride that was well themed and good. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Mr. Freeze is so much fun. Solid ride. I'm and bummed they, we didn't get the backwards experience. I was going to ask. This is the one that they just switched to go forward, right? Right. Uh, is the one at St. Louis still reverse? I think it is. Ooh. Ooh. So that's actually, I'm kind of glad they switched it then because it's kind of cool that they have two different experiences. That's, yeah, that's true. But, oh. um, yeah, really good launch. And just unique. Like, I don't even know what happened. Like you go through that like kind of, kind of top hat inversion. I don't know what the proper name it is for it. Um, and then you know holding on that spike and then doing the whole thing backwards. It was a yeah. lot, um, but it was still really good. Yeah, I was gonna say like that inverted top hat looks pretty sweet. I've I've never seen yeah. other coasters with it. Especially you. going backwards, you get some really good hang time. Yeah. There. Yeah, the hang time off of that was really cool. Um. That was definitely up there for me, for sure. It was, a, a, again, like, it it was a little rough, but not to the point where it ruined the experience at all. Yeah. yeah. For, I, mean, for, I think it's a 27-year-old ride. Yeah. like You, you could be worse in the roughness department, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, best ride there? Is it the RMC? No. 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 Okay. No. I'm I'm excited to see what this is going to be for each of you. I think uh, Mr. Freeze is sorry, 25 year old, right? Sorry, I'm I'm particular oh. with my stats. So <laughs> it's 1998. <laughs> but yeah, favorite coaster in the park. I think we might be on the same page. Shockwave. Um. Yeah, I think shockwave. it's Shockwave. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. I think Shockwave, and. I didn't think this looking at it, when I looked at Shockwave, it did not look like that park took care of it. I thought that it was going to be very janky and, like, very rough. 
and it was it was janky because it's an old school short scarf so like it's janky because of the engineering but it was the smoothest janky ride I've ever yeah. been on. Like I couldn't decide. And there's that airtime. I thought I was going to actually die. Mm -hmm. There's an airtime hill that like, I swear I wanted to like yeet us for sure. <laughs> like I think the goal was to yeet us. It was wild. It was fantastic. Yes. Uh, and the, the loops themselves are super forceful. Yeah. I think yeah. It, get up, it gets up to five G's. if not over five G's. Um, just yeah, the, those positive with the airtime, with that Schwarzkopf jankiness, it was amazing. Again, shout out Mike. He was he was hyping that like crazy. That's that's his literal bay. He calls it Shock Bay. <laughs> shock <laughs> Bay. That's great. Um, and it lived up to the hype. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely. I told them I was like, I'm gonna be honest, guys. This doesn't look like it's taken care of. I don't think I'm gonna like it. And I what I did go in with an open mind, but yeah, it it shocked me. It was really, it was really good. Well, that's um, awesome. So now yeah. we you kind of started mentioning it, Chris. But so new Texas Giant. I think we had Jen and I have a little bit different difference of opinion. Yeah, I don't know you if you want to start, Jen. You can go first, so that I can just tear okay. down all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> So let's look, like I give it points for I know it only opened in 2011, but for, just for what RMC has done, like that's a historic roller coaster to me. Yeah, like that could be. Assuming RMC continues to like just put out bangers for the next dec like few decades, that could be like the Matterhorn of the 21st century, as far as revolutionizing what the industry can do with roller coasters and like the pure like ingenuity. So I took that into consideration. Like, okay, this is the first. They didn't really know what they had yet. Obviously, there's no inversions. Um, I thought the drop was excellent. The drop right before the the airtime hill right before the mid course was top tier RMC. The second half was just eh, meandered a little bit. The tunnels were were cool, but you know we're used to Guazi and and Twisted Timbers, and I know Jen doesn't like it as much. Vengeance. You know, the super modern RMCs. Yeah. You could tell, okay, it was lacking a little bit of that, like, wowness, you know? Mm -hmm. But I still, it was not, it's towards the bottom of my RMC rankings, it is not my least favorite, though. So. Mm. Jen? Yeah, so I do also acknowledge that it was that me and Bryant had this conversation pretty extensively. I acknowledged for sure that this was the first and that they, they've grown so much since this coaster and they couldn't have grown without this coaster. Um, and I do also have to say that I am coming at this from only riding what some people consider the best RMCs. So I only have... Out of the um, hybrids, I only have Wicked Cyclone, Twisted Timbers, Steel Vengeance, and Iron Gwazi. So I have four of the very top tier RMCs. Um, the first drop was one of my favorite first drops on an RMC. And then that airtime hill Bryant mentioned, 
the whole entire rest of the ride was just not for me. It really just lacked any of my type of elements. So to me, it was just kind of like a little boring. Um, I know it's definitely... It definitely has forces and it's there. It's just not a coaster that I like. It's the same thing as Vengeance. Like I can appreciate that Vengeance is a good coaster and that people love it. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely the bottom of my RMC list. Like even from the single rails. But I do, I will always say that with, I think it's my least favorite RMC. However, it does have the first, the best first drop. I think that first drop was real. I, it was very okay. unexpected. More than Guazi? I, it's been a while since I've ridden Guazi, so I will acknowledge that. But I got, I, I think more than Guazi, but I think that has a lot to do with the profiling of the first drop, as well okay. as the fact that this has like, so these trains, who was the manufacturer on these trains? I don't remember. I think it's Gertzlauer. Gertzlauer. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they have the Gertzlauer trains instead of the Rocky Mountain construction trains. So you only have that T bar. Um, that I think has a lot to do with the fact that that drop hits. Like it throws you. Like I felt my whole body like pushed forward the way that I don't feel with the Rocky Mountain construction trains. Um, and I liked that. Like it was a very and it was weird because it was very graceful. And then all of a sudden I was like out of my seat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think that the train has a lot to do with me thinking that first drop is the best. Yeah, I got you. Uh, so now I want to know what was your least favorite ride there? Ooh. Probably. Uh, Judge Roy Scream? Yes. That's like, yeah, it's either that or Lava Bora. The Lava Bora, and, and Mike was like basically saying, you're not going to like this. And I'm like, but it <laughs> looks so good. Like the colors are pretty. Bobsleds are unique. So like I I'm gonna say Lava Bora and I'm sure I, you know I gave scores to all these I I honestly forgot what I gave you know each score yeah. I already tried <laughs> um, like I'm mad at like Lava Bora should be fun and yet there is absolutely no padding on your seat and you just hit these like potholes where your ass is just slamming hard Ooh. into your seat. Um, your ankles and knees are just banging the sides of the of like the restraint when you like get into those like um, like the block breaks. Yeah. Um, and Judge Roy wasn't good either. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think they're my top. Yeah, they're my top contenders for worst in the park. Oh, um, completely changing the subject. On the best in the park. I think we have to for sure give an honorable mention to Aquaman. Aquaman is phenomenal. It is so good. I know there is a question about Aquaman, I believe. Yep. So maybe we'll there save is. some of our... I think if you guys don't mind, like I feel like this is a good time to just throw this question in the middle of the episode. Let's do it. Um. All right. So this question... Um, this is from Cedar Kev. It says, assuming you guys had the chance had the chance to ride Aquaman Power Wave when you were in Texas, did you see this? Uh, bleh, 
do you see this ride model becoming popular here in the States? So I'm not good with like the business side of parks. So I, these may be really expensive to maintain and build. If they're not, then 1000%, yes. Especially those Southern parks that get into the 90s and the 100s in the summer. I'm looking at you, Six Flags Over Georgia. I am definitely looking at you, Carowinds, because they desperately need a water ride of some sort. Yes, they do. Um, those would work phenomenally at those parks. Yeah, and with the turntable, so I believe, I'm not too versed in this, but I believe a lot of the reason that that ride was delayed was because they decided on the turntable later, right? Yeah, I think that's what Mike was saying, and he was like, yeah, you know what? It was worth the delay. <laughs> It was worth it. They they cycle. Those boats hold 20 people. Oh. They're, it's five rows of four, and you're loading one boat on the turntable as the other one is running through the ride cycle. You're ready to go when it ends. That thing is going to eat capacity. That's going to be, as long as they maintain that turntable well, which I know I've said it before, I, I am a little skeptical with Six Flags getting things like that um, that require that much maintenance, but as long as they maintain it well, I think that's going to be amazing for their capacity. That is going to be a capacity eater. You know, I'll throw my two cents, even though I haven't been on it yet. But um, I'll I'll go the opposite route. I'll say no, and just to you know, just for parody, um, my thoughts are maybe it will with bigger parks that you know, um, you know, not your smaller parks in the chains or whatever. Um, and then just the, uh, the maintenance on the turntable. I was, if, mm, if as long yeah. as you can keep that maintenance up Probably on the fair. turntable, it could be a hit. I, I just need to see more mocks being added to the States before mm -hmm. I can say yes. I could see that too, because we don't have that many mocks to like be that, um, that like confident in other, than, yeah, other than the wild mouse or whatever that they, they put in. But yeah, I, that's my thoughts. No, I could definitely respect that um decision too um so yeah i don't know like for me i don't know if we're gonna see more of it but i i do kind of hope we do in these bigger parks definitely i will and, say uh, this i hope we do because that looks fun a lot of fun yeah, yeah. especially oh. the the airtime hill going backwards i don't know if i'm going as far as pantheon-esque but it's damn good yeah, I've only had slower rides on Pantheon. I acknowledge that, but I thought it was better than Pantheon. I think that if I got like actual full speed Pantheon rides, maybe I wouldn't think that. But um, I, that airtime pop was so good. Oh, oh. So how wet do you get? Uh, so if you're in the front, you will get drenched. I Each row that you go back, I think you get less and less wet. We were in row two, so we got a good splash, but we weren't like soaked to the bone. Yeah, and I think it was one of the drunk riders that or that went on it said that it's mostly from the waist up where you get soaked. Yeah, that was Mike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no, our, which is great because you know shoes and socks are like the, yeah. the the item of clothing you do not want to get wet. And yeah, they were completely dry. So yeah, it's the only ride that I've ever. It's the only water ride I've ever been in that the bottom of the boat was just dry. Huh. Yeah. 
it was kind of like it was very weird but there were this is actually like i really like this instead of the water pooling in the seats Brian, did you notice they have like a hole in the seat to drain the water and it goes out from the bottom of the boat? I did not notice that, but yeah, that's smart. so <laughs> yeah, they have like a spot to drain the water. So the water is getting drained between riders and then they have like the bottom of the boat. I don't know if they have drains or it just truly it's not getting that wet, but the bottom of the boat, the boat was almost dry. Huh. I did well, notice it was dry for sure, but not the mechanics behind it. <laughs> Well, good on the designers to put that hole in the seat because, right. yeah, that's great. And I will say, like, it's like the splash comes, like, halfway. It covers half of that midway, which especially – it was pretty hot. I mean, it was 80 degrees, which for us in the Northeast, 80 in March is, is very hot. <laughs> but when it gets to, like, 95, 100 in the summer there, people are just going to be waiting there just to get soaked. Yeah. <laughs> We already saw it. It was getting really hot by the time we were leaving, and there were families, kids, just sitting and waiting to get splashed. Mm -hmm. um, it's be a busy area of the park. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely think it's going to be. It's a great addition to that park for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope to see more of them. I think that yeah, they're going to be a great addition, especially because I I love a water ride. But if I'm if I'm not wearing sandals, yeah, I don't want my feet wet. So the fact that it didn't wet my feet, I would ride it 10 times over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, yeah. Is there any other ride? I mean, I don't know how long you guys want to go, but uh, <laughs> as long as you want to, as long as we want to talk, I'm, I think I'm we good. need to give an honorable mention to Runaway Mountain. Low yes. key, one of the best roller coasters in the park. It was. I, I was saying, like, I know I had to say Shockwave because I had to make it a thrill ride, but I was like, honestly, I really want to make it Runaway Mountain. Like, Whoa. Runaway Mountain was so much fun. So, for those that don't know, like, what type, I mean, it, it's a premiere coaster, right? But is it, it is launched, premier. isn't it? it no. Was. It's a cable, isn't it? Wait, what was your question, Chris? I was just asking what type of coaster it is. Like, is it launched? Is it like a lift Not hill? launched. It's honestly, if um, now these are Intamin, but like Skull Mountain at Six Five Great Adventure. It's okay. one of those like very cool exterior buildings. But the it's, a, you know, it's, it's, I'd say Skull Mountain is more of a family ride. This Runaway Mountain is like an intense family ride. It's still small scale. But there's some really good airtime moments and some really powerful helixes, and it's completely in the dark. Cool. So yeah, it was, the fact that it's completely in the dark. You can't see anything that's coming. It's yeah. it was really good. And there's not really other than the exterior. There's not really a theme. It's just yeah. roller coaster in the dark, <laughs> which is awesome because you know you don't see those everywhere. Right. Well, I guess we can use this time to jump into all of our questions that we have. Yes. And also Titan, very weird. Very weird? That's the, I think that's the only one we haven't yeah. really discussed yet. <laughs> yeah, we do have to also mention Titan is really weird. I, I guess I should also wrap up the fact that, like, that park, it's really cool because it's the first Six Flags, but that park, I think every single one of their coasters has the potential to be good, but just isn't, <laughs> which is really sad. I don't know if it's lack of maintenance I don't know if it's like the weather in Texas that makes it just like 
maybe the rides don't hold up as well. Um, everything about that park, all of the rides had the potential to be really good rides. And they just were like B or C tier of like that same model somewhere else. Um, I would still go. It was still fun. It's just I have bruises the way that I haven't had bruises ever leaving the park. Mm. Um, so very, very fair. Titan then. Good? Ah, uh, No. No. <laughs> the drop <laughs> is so bad. Like it's a 255 foot drop. How do you screw that up? You get I mean it's 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 60 degree angle, so it's it's not that steep at all. No airtime. You just you get over the top and it's just like a fast monorail. Yeah. Down. You feel like you're on a slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at pictures right now and it, it's it looks pretty sad. That <laughs> and the helixes were uncomfortably oh. intense. Um, I can't even imagine. Like I there was part of me that was like, if this goes on any longer, I may pass out on the first one. And then we got stopped on the mid course. So they fully stop you on the mid course because that second one is so intense. And I'm like, I can't imagine this at any speed. We like crawled through those second sets of helixes and it's still grayed out real bad. I was like, how? I don't understand. Like it was my head hurt. Like I was beat up after that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Low-key, one of the most intense moments in any roller coaster. And I will say, after the turnaround, there is, especially in the back, there is one good airtime moment. Yeah. Oh, that whole entire ride, and there is one good airtime moment, and I think that's the only good thing either of us yeah. has to have to say about it. Yeah. So if you had to compare it to Goliath at Magic Mountain? It was closed when I went. Yeah. So oh. I, I had nothing to compare it to. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds right. like you guys had a fun trip, though. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, well worth the... Uh, so we, ha we had a red eye last night that got delayed until like 2.30 in the morning. So we, we didn't really sleep last night. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it was a very quick 48-hour trip, but very, very well worth it. We got, what, 19? Um, no. 16, so 16 new credits? credits. Yeah. So. Nice. 16 credits. Yeah, I was, I was telling Jen before she went, I was like, I'm jealous, but... Hopefully next one of these next times that'll be fun to go to. Hell yeah, definitely. Yeah, LFG. 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 <laughs> LFG to the questions. <laughs> LFG to the questions. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right. So I will start with them. So first we have um, Aaron, the ride factor. Um, he says, if you could pick one ride that has the potential to be really good and change part of it to make it way better, what are you choosing and how would you change it? Go ahead, Brent. Well, this is real easy for me, being from New England. T-bars on Superman the Ride, please. And thank you. I mean, they used to have it, you know, before the, the that incident in 2004. My wife has been on it. She says it was otherworldly. That would be... It, it's. I still like it. It's still just inside my top 25. I think that would be in everybody's top 10 if that had T-bars. No question. Okay. I'm gonna go with an I'm going with Orion. And I think that if you add a little bit more height to it, make it just a slightly bigger drop, you know, they went the bare minimum. Um, added some more elements, a second speed hill. Uh, that speed hill on Orion is one of my favorite elements on Orion. 
Um, but yeah, that was my that's my pick. Love it. All right. <laughs> so I I the both of these coasters are really good. I will say that. And I'm going to tell you both of them because it's the same exact reason. It would it would make both of them better. So I'm gonna go with Maverick and I305. I want Velocicoaster trains. Like I want the lap bar restraints on them. That would make them like the best coasters in the world. Like nothing would be able to compete, in my opinion. Um oh, it's for I three oh five, not for Maverick. That would <laughs> I, I would That's love hard. it. It would be fantastic. I want it. So I definitely want it more for Maverick. But I oh, do. Oh, yeah. Ma oh, Maverick would work fine. <laughs> um, honorable yeah. mention. Can I give an honorable, honorable mention? LFG. Um, if, I mean, this is for Premier in general. Getting rid of the comfort collars on West Coast Racers, that could potentially be a top four roller coaster at Magic Mountain without the comfort collars. Okay. I can see that with a lot of the premieres because mm -hmm. compared to Skyrocket 2s with and without comfort collars, you see nice a day. very yeah. noticeable difference. And I've heard the same thing about Icebreaker. Yeah. I'm going to give another honorable mention. It's at the same park is I think it would be great if they put Millennium Flyers on the Beast. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I think it would run much more. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Or, or even Timberliners. Maybe because I mean, gravity groups already working on the on or already did all that work to to beast. And they said, I don't know if anybody's been to Kings Island. Either of you have been to Kings Island since they re redid beast. Um, no. But they trimmed the heck out of it now. Oh, and, yeah, they trimmed the heck out of it. And gravity group said, hey, you should run this at full speed because that's the way it's supposed to go. And they still don't do it. Of course. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on, we have Lamps and Coasters. He says, what ride would you add to Frontier City? Well, I, guess well, I was going to go first. You guys. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, so my pick was a B&M Hyper. I think that would be... There's not. I can't think of anything remotely, a little, you know, within a couple hours that is that tall. Um. I mean, I guess if you get down to Dallas or whatever, but I think a B&M Hyper fits good anywhere, and I think that would be great there. Yeah, I can definitely respect that. What about you, Brian? So I feel like this has kind of a, become a generic answer for any park. I'm going the SNS Axis because Frontier City has all super old roller coasters. I think Steel Lasso is their most recent, opened in 2008. They need a ride, a modern ride that are going to get people to go to that park. So you, yeah, you could put like you know, I, th I mean, a hyper could do it, or even like you know, uh, a Gerslauer. It would be great for that park. I don't know if that's going to get enthusiasts to travel to it. If you put a new one of a kind ride, almost like kind of what Fun Spot Atlanta did with Air Force. No one was going to Fun Spot. Now everyone's going to be flooding there this year. You give Frontier City an access, all the enthusiasts are going to go there. And that park has potential. It's in a solid metro area. Doesn't really have a lot of competition. I mean, yeah, Six Flags is semi down the road, but it's not like it's not like a neighbor of it. I would yeah. love an access there. And they do have the room. 
they have this like gigantic like abandoned theater. I don't know if you noticed that, Jen, near Diamondback. I did notice that, yeah. Um, so, I think that would be my pick. I like it. I like it too. Um, so I again, I'm I'm hitting the I'm popping off with two answers here. So my first one would be a B and M like a mini dive. Um, because of the theming of the park, how well they do theming and how beautiful the park is, I think a mini dive would be a really good addition. Um, and it has like the perfect amount of thrill because none of their rides I would consider thrill rides right now. Like more, uh, maybe the short scoff, but the rest of them are pretty timid. Um, I think that a mini dive or if budget is a, an issue, I think a Raptor. Yeah. I like that. For sure. I think they need something more thrilling though, for sure. I don't think Yeah, absolutely. I mean Diamondback Diamondback's probably the most, definitely their most intense ride, but Oh yeah, but it's so short that it's Yeah, like... and it's not enthusiasts aren't gonna go like wow over Diamondback. It there would be more of a Even teenagers, like teenagers mm -hmm. are cool, but you get to the point where like you get to a point where, like, you don't want to go to a park that has four kitty coasters or, like, three kitty coasters and two, like, mediocre. If you like theme parks, you want to go to a park that has a little something more to offer. So I think the, yeah, any of these would be good additions. A little they more. A new, they just need a modern ride of some sort, for sure. Yeah, I agree. So then next we have. Oh, hold on one second, guys. Sorry. Well, while she's doing that, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm back. Okay. You're good. Um, so next we have um, Taylor Bybee from Coaster Studios. Um, this is for you, Bryant. We may oh. chime in too. Um, or I guess we won't chime in. This is really about you. But what is, what is your prediction for the highest rated ride on your channel by the end of the year? So, I mean, I saw this question. So, Taylor, I appreciate it. I, 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 like, I don't want to spoil anything. I, I know. So, <laughs> I obviously have my own personal top 25, and that involves rides I have not covered on the channel yet. I have a clear top two. They're both from the same state. Might you know, be you know down south on the east coast. Yeah, I think I think people could kind of know what two roller coasters I'm talking about. I still don't personally know which is my number one out of those two. I don't know if I'm going to go anywhere with the ride that could top. Um, I there are certainly some in the world, especially in like Japan. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm getting to Poland this year. You know, Hyperion and Zadra could potentially be up there. Um, it's most likely going to be one of the two uh, Florida boys. <laughs> if I had to guess. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a really good ride on something else, like, like let's say, a Voyage or a Fury, which I've been on, that are in my top, you know, eight. Maybe I have God-tier rides this year. Those could jump up. Um I haven't been to Silver Dollar City yet. Maybe I'm blown away by Time Traveler or Outlaw Run. Valid. Yeah. Most likely, though, you know the two. The, the two reptiles. 
<laughs> I do. Yeah, I, that's my prediction a little bit too. Yep, mine was heading that way for you too. <laughs> it's so hard not to when you're on the East oh. Coast and like oh. you've ridden them enough. It's so hard not to pick them. So and what I love about those two is they're they're so they're both so good, but they garner different reactions. Like Absolutely. all right, I'll just let's just flat out say it. Lost Coaster, you like I get off Lost Coaster, I have the biggest smile on my face possible. I get off Iron Gwazi, I'm just like it's like the 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 mind blowing emoji. I'm just more like like stunned. Yeah, I always <laughs> talk they're both they're both two emotions that that's what you want when you get off the road with this. You either want to be yep. laughing your ass off or you want to be blown away. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And Iron Gwazi, they're yeah, they're completely different. The theming in Velocicoaster makes that experience insane. And then Iron Gwazi is just that thing's oh. built different. <laughs> Chris, you gotta get down there, man. Yep. I I'm, <laughs> I I I might have said this in another episode, but hopefully this fall. Love it. Love it. Yep. You're uh yeah, you're gonna be uh you're gonna be giddy. LFG. LFG LFG to the next question. <laughs> um so Josh from Station Weight says, How many times will um you ride Storm Runner this weekend? So I think I'm the only one here going to Hershey Park, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Unfortunately not. So um unfortunately <laughs> supposed to be raining and very high winds all Saturday, so I don't think at all. I hopefully to, I hope to get on Storm Runner once, maybe twice with that. Um, Isn't it April Fool's this Saturday? It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe the weather will change. <laughs> oh, true. I, will, I may be marathoning that in Skyrush all day if it does change, but if it doesn't change, I unfortunately think a lot of Hershey's going to be down. So well, don't forget Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit is awful. There's your. I mean, not to spoil an April Fool's. You should just be like, "Oh my God, guys! Fahrenheit is the best ride ever." Talon, who? What if? Stop! Not you ruining my April Fool's joke. What if? And what if it's only Fahrenheit? With another coaster in that park, though. But you full on just spoiled my joke. I even got a shirt. I have a great bear shirt. I was planning well, to wear. I didn't say that. You could have saved that. Yeah, you could have saved that one. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. Of course there's, you are. There's people that won't be listening to this. Right, see my yeah. I'll laugh. Yeah, it's fine. But thank you, Brian, for ruining my joke. Oh, I'm sorry. But what happens if it's only Fahrenheit that's open? Ooh. Do you I write it? Drink. No, chocolate martinis. Oh, okay. Chocolate martinis. <laughs> we don't. We're not doing Fahrenheit. No, oh, poor Fahrenheit. <laughs> Fahrenheit is like one of the only intimates that I'm just like, no, absolutely not, no thanks. I will pass. Thank you. What are your thoughts on it, Brent? Ah, uh, you know, it's funny because um, Jen was saying like, oh, Fahrenheit's my least favorite intimate. And then I was going through my Intamin rankings, and I'm like, you know what? It's yeah, it's one of my favorite, least favorite Intamins too. I don't. I know this sounds crazy. I don't love when inversions are the focus of a ride. Yeah, and and especially like usually four or five is my max before I get a little like, all right. So Fahrenheit. I mean, I can see people why people like it. It's just not my style of ride. So got it. 
I'm more. I'm definitely more towards Jim. Jim. It's not in my top five at Hershey, for sure. Yeah, well, it's that's... not. It's not good. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to finally get there and try it out and see where I where I put it. <laughs> I can't wait. If you like it, I'm gonna trash talk the shit out of you. Mm. Um, I can't. I can't foresee myself liking it better more than Sky Rush or Stormrunner, though. Oh no, absolutely not! Like that's not even a question. Yeah, that isn't even a question. Yeah, but I don't, it's I'm also like it at all. I also don't like it when the inversions are the main focus as well. So yeah, it's not my favorite. Um. All right, so we are on to our final three questions. This one's from Amusement Insider. He said, how do you pronounce Talon? <laughs> depends on the Talon, right? Yeah. Well, depends, it depends on the Talon, how I'm saying it. But I'm, I feel like I'm getting a hit at my, um, like, Delco accent. Because sometimes I'll be like, Talon, Ryan from Dorney Park was laughing at me from the way I was saying Talon. <laughs> what, did you say Talon? Talon. Talon. <laughs> it almost, I don't know. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Talon. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've heard it say enough times. I'm surprised we just, have, it's not ingrained in our brains already. I know. And it's not, I say it, I do say it a little differently, but sometimes I say it in that Delco and Philly accent. Ooh, <laughs> that comes popping out real <laughs> strong. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks, Amusement Insider. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this account. It's M-I-C-U. Um, but they asked, what makes a ride world-class? Brent, me? Okay. Honestly, I think it's a ride that no matter where it is in the world... If it's a ride, if it's to make it world class, it has to be a ride that, as an enthusiast, you will trek to go there one day, no matter where it is. So, like, say, let's like T Express in South Korea, DC Rivals in Australia, probably like Wood Coaster and some of the other good ones in China, um, Ijenaika, Hakuge. Like, if you, you hear those names, it might be years before you get there, but you'll want to go there one day. I think that's what makes it true world-class. And then consequently in the U.S., like Aranguazi, Velocicoaster, if you live in Europe, Asia, that's why you want to go to the U.S. Yeah. I like it. I was also uh, going to say, like, it's how really how it makes you feel. And, like, when you pull into that brake run, are you ecstatic about what that coaster means to you? And like some people have a like a number zero coaster, like me with Maverick. Maverick might always be my number one, just for the sheer like, I don't know how long, uh, like what how I followed it when the construction was and everything. But I think it's just like what each coaster means to you, and because it, it could be world class to you, but maybe not to someone else. So it's really just, I like you know, that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um. Yeah. So again, I have two answers and it, this is kind of actually feeding off of both of you. Um, so I feel like I have a enthusiast answer and that is that it's a ride that makes you travel. It's going to make anyone travel. It's um, just like amazing elements, lots of excitement. 
um, exactly what Brian said. And then um, I also have like having an accessible experience. So for me, I think I'm going to pull in Disney and Universal, but Guardians and Hagrid's to me are two world-class coasters. They don't have inversions. They're not crazy, but they're accessible to everyone in the family. You get to experience that with like, it's not something super high thrill. Like I watch people at Universal at Velocicoaster where like only the adults ride Velocicoaster or only the, some of the kids who want to do the really high thrill um, where everyone rides Guardians and everyone can ride Hagrid's. Hagrid's is a little scarier, um, but like Guardians is a very accessible ride. And that's probably one of my only, I think that might be in one of my only family coasters in my top 10. Cause I just, I, this is where I get into Chris's answer. I never get off Guardians without laughing. Like I have more fun every time I get on Guardians. Um, and I just think having that accessibility and having such a fun experience makes the coaster better. It's not a great coaster, but it's an amazing experience. I like it. Love that. So then, um, then we go on to our last question, oh which I'm, I don't know if this is directed at both of you. I don't know if Chris, you have an answer for this too. I don't have an answer for this, but coasting with coast, co- ah, coasting with culture had me dying. He says, suppose a major park chain offers you a lifetime pass to every park in their chain on one condition. You have to go to New York versus Boston game at the Fenway dressed in all Yankees attire and cheer for the Yankees the whole game. Would you do it? And if so, which chain would you choose? <laughs> so i mean first off screw you gary uh, <laughs> i love gary one of like one of the like the kindest sweetest souls in this community uh, and follow him on coasting with culture on youtube phenomenal channel um so for those that don't know i am a very big sports fan most notably a boston sports fan most notably a red sox fan um so i'm i'm in my mid-30s now i have mellowed a lot from my teenage years and early 20s. I would have said absolutely freaking not back then. But I've seen I've seen four World Series titles now. Yankees fans don't bother me anymore. So my answer is yes, I would. And I would act. I would purposely be the most obnoxious Yankee fan ever, almost as a troll. Because I know Yankees fans. So I would just be like, 27 this and Aaron Boone, Bucky Dent, what? And just like, <laughs> by the end of the game, I, I would want everyone at Fenway to know that I'm not actually a Yankee fan and I'm purposely trolling them. So, you know what? I would have an, a blast with that. And as far as the chain, um, honestly, Disney. I was going to say. Disney for life. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's another answer to that because I think just getting into the U.S. Disney parks, that is like every other chain's path together. (laughs) So I'll throw my hat in the ring here and say, yes, I would definitely do it because I don't cheer for any of those teams. 
and I am a Cleveland Guardians fan. So go okay, Guardians. So, well, let, let's spin it to, uh, oh, I don't know, who, who's the Guardians' biggest rival? The White Sox? White Sox? Tigers, maybe? Okay, yeah. So let's, let's reverse it for you. I would do it. I would put a Tigers jersey on and go in there and cheer for them. Sure, why not? I mean, and then Park Chain, Cedar Fair. Why not? I live to, close to two parks, so there's lifetime going there. there you go. But you have, like, that's the cheapest. That's, like, one of the cheapest season passes. All right, all right. Come on, think economic. Universal, universal. Yeah, it's okay. that's, like, double <laughs> the price of the pass. They go once, it's your thing. Okay, now, Bryant, are you a Patriots fan? Oh, you know I'm a Patriots fan. Of course they are. Go Birds! Remember that time that they won the Super Bowl? I remember the time the Patriots beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, 2005. No, the Eagles beat the Patriots. They it did, was fantastic. Eagles fans can the Patriots also beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So it's one um, to one. Suck. Fins up. Go Dolphins. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have much to contribute. I'm going to go on a limb and say uh, you weren't born in uh, 1972, right? I mean, I'm like almost eighty. Why not? Because <laughs> you know, if, if you're born after 1972, it hasn't really been a good day. Our time is coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that for about twenty years now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, what this has been really fun, and I just want to throw this out there as well. Um, if if are, if any of you that are listening do not follow Bryant, you can find him. At Coaster365 on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Do you have anything else? That's probably the, the order that I would tell people to, to follow me at, too. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm still that. very uh, new on Instagram. Um, Twitter, I've been on for like five years, but the YouTube is what I'm like really promotion, promoting now. So I appreciate yeah. that so much. Thank you. You are welcome. Yeah, go subscribe to Coaster365. Awesome. And you will also see this video... This is going to be our first full episode on our YouTube. So if you want to go check it out, head over to our YouTube and check it out. And I lastly want to shout out Exploring Forces and the Drunk Riders because Mike and Kelly um, did this trip with us. And Mike really, Mike drove three hours to Oklahoma City, three hours back. He drove us. He shuttled us all over the place. He really tied and I'll tell the story. I left my car keys in his trunk, and we were at a restaurant at like 10 at night last night, and I'm panicking. Thankfully, I found out there and not in Philly. Yeah. And I thankfully, he was still up. I called him, and he was – I cannot thank him enough. He drew, he met us at the airport dropped the keys off. Yeah, oh. top-notch guy. Go Ooh, follow him. He shit posts just as much as I shit posts. Um, and Kelly is incredible. They both, uh, I don't know about Mike. Um, Kelly likes talent at Dorney Park. So, and I want to shout out both of you because you haven't had a person on, at least on the podcast, compliment you guys yet. You guys are, have been phenomenal so far. Like, legitimately, I'm not just saying that because I know you both, but I'm on the podcast for five episodes. Your chemistry is has been phenomenal. I think you guys complement each other so well. I know this is going to be a, a solid, solid podcast going forward. And very, very excited to see what you guys do going forward. Well, that means a lot. Thank you. And course, I definitely, yeah, no. definitely will have you back on again eventually. Oh, 
Yeah, we're going to have to do a trivia day. Brian's uh, trivia master. Oh, theme park stand trivia? (laughs) Maybe maybe when you're like 25 episodes in or something, I can just go back and just start asking you random questions about old podcasts. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It'll be so much fun. Look, we're going to be doing that, guys. It'll be great. (laughs) All right. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode. Um, We will definitely catch you in the next one. This has been the Theme Park Stand Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'll see you all next time.